Lift off will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Hey, yo, what's good, man? It's your host, Cleve. Welcome to the Third Coast Podcast with my man. Joe, what it do, Gators? What it do, mate? side of the moon. We only just see the reflection from the sun in the different moon phases, like according to the direction of it and its uh, rotation. So how many humans have seen the dark side of the moon? Depends who's been up there. I mean, <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. If Well, we have video footage of like the moon landing. And right. And I think we've gone to the other side of the moon. There's people who have successfully landed on the moon. But the report, the claims that have taken place on the moon is similar to Vegas, I believe. So it's just people don't really mention everything that they see out there. I think they've seen something, though, honestly, you know, from... Probably are... On the moon? Yeah, on the moon. You think there's actually something on the other side of the moon that... I'm pretty sure. Ain't that where the uh, spaceship crashed in Transformers? It's correct. And where the all spark was or some shit. Yeah. Maybe that's what's up there. Maybe the maybe the government and the lizard people are hiding transformers from us. Highly intelligent robot life. I really want to know what do you think is actually on the dark side of the moon? Possible. It's I think Pink Floyd told yeah, us but we couldn't figure it out. I mean, who's to say? I don't know. I mean I I wouldn't know where to start, honestly. I mean it could be military for one. Yeah. You know, it got those holograms and you know, it was funny, like, how that came up earlier because of, like, the way technology is going now with in request of, like, the the use of AI. Like, in Japan, like, they have robots that bring them food. Like, they, it's, like, similar to, like, the Alexa Siri features that we have on the phone to aid and assist. But people of Japan have found a way to, like, put this into a robot and there's a cleaning maid or a service mm-hmm. to be provided to people who... Request those customs yeah, just because of availability of it. I've seen a, a few different types replacing waitresses and waiters. Right. They and, can cook food. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, it kind of like it's the beginning of like knocking out, you know, the the fault in air because you're commanding a sequence to a machine who's probably video recording every word you say. So you can't say, oh, well, I didn't say this. It's like, well, I'm sorry. And then it plays back everything that took place from a matter of 15 minutes to an hour. Well, we uh, we all have worked production at this table, and uh, it's kind of it's like we're being replaced because there's a more advanced version of machinery because when you work production, they teach you how to do one thing over and over and over. It's, you know, it's humanly, humanly but you do that production over and over and over again. Now they're like, hmm. We can replace that now. We got the technology is catching up with it now. So it's, it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, but just their potential to just eliminate human error in all businesses, all facets of service, and then eventually production will be the biggest thing that these companies are going to go for because human error costs them a lot of money. Oh, it really does. OSHA and if yeah, you can eliminate the potentials. That, yeah, if you can eliminate the potential of human error, there's always a market for the dollar in it because people make mistakes every day. <laughs> so they find machines and they collect data from phones and conversations, interactions, and they compile all of this in the greater research for AI or, you know, just a program that's efficient enough to serve the daily duties without being a potential threat because people fear the threat of, well, of, You know, if this machine is to become sentient, which I'm not saying that's not a possibility because there's a lot of strange things that happen all over the world every day. But, um, yeah, it's just the uh, who's going to control it? Where is it going to go into the field of management? Like who's in charge of making sure shit goes wrong? It could be, quote unquote, taken care of. (laughs) I liked how y'all uh, brought up 
like your phone's listening to it to you because they promote ads like on Facebook and stuff. If you don't notice, you'll have a normal conversation about, you know, anything, but next you'll be having ads about that conversation. So you'll have a normal conversation and you're saying, like the other day, I was like, man, my eczema on my legs act up and I was telling Charlene about it because I got real skinny chicken legs. And if I wear pants a lot and I'm at work and I'm sweating and they rub my fucking chicken legs, it makes me have like real bad dry skin. So I have that tendency to want to, you know, claw my legs off. But I was scrolling through Facebook and saw an ad for eczema. And it just reminded me that you there's subclauses when you accept these apps that they collect your data and you say, yeah, you can collect my data. And they actually turn on your speakers on your phone and stuff and listen to you. So the government and social medias are listening to you all at once. So you're more important than you really think you are. <laughs> Different apps, TikTok and all this. If you're on there, they're collecting your data. But I don't really have anything to hide from them. I feel like it's more in a sense like right now we're having a conversation and like highlighted topics. Maybe a thing like, you know, coming up, we're going to talk about planets, but for now, it's like right now I could be talking about something in related to world news. And then if I go to my Google search, it shows me something in relation to the topic I had 10, 15 minutes ago. And I find I don't find it a coincidence anymore that this has happened more than once where it's like I have a thought, I think about it. I was like, man, what is that thing I was looking for? And I go online, and it's like the first thing that pops up. I feel like that's more of the direction it's like to kind of help and aid with like, you know, conditions of like forgetfulness and, you know, the Mm. laziness and like compensating for the slack of others because of people just want to live remotely. And at the best convenience, it's like what's going to constitute towards that lifestyle where you have so many people who wish to desire those same things, I feel like it'll get out of hand, in my opinion. (laughs) But right now, where it's at, just like you said, when you forgot about thinking about something, right now, I think it's just convenient. People are scared. It's like, this phone is listening to me. Right now, it's just a convenience. It's just... Right, at this point, I mean, I don't know where it's going to go from here, but if I'm like, I need to figure out where I can buy a new phone, the cheapest phone plan, it's going to give you different options for phone plans. Right, right now, it's just a convenience. People are scared. They freaked out because they're listening to you. It hasn't got to the point to me where, like, this is scary right now. It can be scary, but right now, I'm cool with it. I think uh, a lot of it, too, boils down to uh, screen time. Like, a lot more people put more time into social media apps than uh, you say 10 years ago, a generation ago, where they were all glued to the TV, you know? And I think it's ads trying to sell products, and they're trying to break into where everybody is, and it is on social media where TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, everybody's on something other than cable TV. You look at now the NFL ticket won't be on any cable package. No. YouTube bought it. That's 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 signaling... The change is shifting. It's cable is gone. It is just like it went from like uh, antenna, satellite, and cable, and now it's it's all in your phone. It's all portable. It's all going to be run off the internet and shit. So I think it's just shifting a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to fill the gaps, and the best way to fill the gaps is and try to sell your product is go where everybody is, and that's where. Like Instagram, because like even as us uh, at Third Coast, we can post something on one of our social medias and we can pay money to make it bigger, to be more seen. So I I could imagine the pocketbook, some big corporation like McDonald's, Burger King, Budweiser, uh, tobacco products, whatever you name it, mattress firm, Browns, you know, they have all that money set aside for advertising purposes anyway and now they're putting it on these apps where everybody's spending all their time versus trying to put it on tv it takes money to make money that's one of the oldest things in the book man the more money you have the welcome more back money this you is third coast podcast sitting at the table with co-host cleve what's up joe and oh yeah always good uh joining us again is mr alex what's up baby you doing all right everybody doing all right today 
Yeah, doing pretty good. Can't complain. <clears throat> I think this is going to be a, a great episode, and I can't wait to dive into it. And I'm going to start this episode with a joke, if that's okay. And I've kept my uh, my planet a secret from everybody, and I just want to unveil it. One second. I'm excited. What? <laughs> How excited? I didn't have a follow-up. Okay, this is a doctor-patient joke. Okay, uh, patient, doctor, I'm going, am I going to be all right, doctor? I'm not too sure. Mercury is in Uranus now. The patient, I don't know that much about astronomy or space. Doctor, neither do I, but I know my thermometer just snapped inside you. (laughs) (laughs) So the planet I had chose this week is... Uranus. Love it. <laughs> wait, to, wait to open up with the, <laughs> with the punchline so you plan it. <laughs> uh, uh, Cleve, which planet did you choose this week for the listeners? Well, mine isn't as, as exciting. Look. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit, man. Okay, so I chose an exoplanet. So I chose a planet that was within our solar system, but it's like in a neighboring body outside of our solar system. The nightmare world of HD 1897-33b is the killer you never seen coming. To the human eye, this far-off planet looks bright blue, but any space traveler confusing it with the friendly skies of Earth would be badly mistaken. The weather on this world is deadly, The winds blow up to 5,400 miles per hour at seven times the speed of sound. Whipping all would be travelers in a sickening spiral around the planet. And getting caught in the rain on this planet is more than an inconvenience. It's death by a thousand cuts. This scorching alien world possibly rains glass sideways in its howling winds. The cobalt blue color comes not from the reflection of a tropical ocean as on Earth, but rather a lazy, hazy, blowtorched atmosphere containing high clouds laced with silicate particles. Can you give the name of the uh, exoskeleton planet again? HD 1897-33B. And it rains fucking glass sideways? Yes, and I also have an image of the planet of what presumably looks like and well, from that image, it don't look like it'd be too bad, but... It does look like Earth. Yes, you know, it looks peaceful there. You know, it has clouds, you know. It has, like, a nice blue glow, but don't be mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. Could you... I wonder if... You know how they always say that we only can see and we can only judge what planets are and not actually get to some of the surfaces. I wonder if there's any life that really could live on that. To our understanding, they they say there's no life, but could you imagine life being able to sustain and live in that type of environment, glass sideways? I feel there's something out there that could withstand like the high heated temperatures of the gas planets, but we don't ever see them because, you know, they roam from gas planet to gas planet. And whereas we're a protein-based life source, like, you know, we need water and, um, you know, the perfect temperature, there's planets that kind of resemble that, but to say if they're, they host life, you know, that would be something interesting to know. I feel that, you know how with the satellite pictures, like how it takes the pictures, but it crops out all the people. I feel like those satellites that they send, they could do the exact same thing, but like on a you know, on a bigger scale, because, I mean, this is NASA. Like, we got, what is it, CGI? You know, so it's just like, you know, the perfect cover-up to say, what if there are more planets that are closer to us that host life on, say, an exoplanet, but it's just being, you know, covered out, like maybe with the black, you know, the blackness of space, I put a, a star there just from a simple crop. Yeah, but that's always the thought, too. What if they're not even doing it? If they have really have never found life anywhere else besides Earth? That's a, that's always the side that I lean to, too. Like, I think, because I can understand, like, they would hide anything. But, like, even on the human skin, we have microorganisms that crawl around, you know, clog pores or whatever. But, like, little creatures on our skin, 
but they've never found it on other planets at all. That that's what's weird to me. Like you can find it on my skin, but w- you can't find it out there. So it always makes me think like, whoo, that's a crazy thought. Like <laughs> they I can't mean, find it, you know. But space is a vast place, you know. It's like a lot of those what you find like those hidden pockets. Yeah. Gold, you know, I feel like there's sweet spots in the universe, but it's in the more unlikely places that you would look where habit of life is understandable in this universe, in my opinion, you know, because again, like the type of creatures humans are and what has been claimed to be lizard people, apparently like Avatar is a from a thing from a planet that they've actually found a hunter gatherer planet which is, I'm not going to say of a lesser life form, but it's on a Kepler planet. But the only thing is the levels of methane in the atmosphere changes the hue of the skin, whereas we have like tan and brown on their planet is blue and green, which makes sense. You know, I mean, it's speculation. It's a possibility. My thing is because we can all agree how vast and infinite all of the space is to think that there is another living being out there. That's obvious. But you think that they live so close to us that they observe us or we no. observe them. It's, so, it's vast so vast that to think that it's small enough for us to even contact each other is thinking small-minded. I don't think that... I be, totally believe there's another life form out there, but you think that they're close enough enough to us to ever observe them or them to ever observe us is thinking small-minded because it's infinite. It's like saying the possibility of two living beings meeting each other in infinite earth is the same as saying, I'm going to drop a grain of sand on earth and you go find that one grain of sand. You will never find it. You will never find it. It's like you got to search high and low. You will never find that single grain of sand that I chose. And that, to me, is thinking that aliens would find us or we would find them ever. That's the amount of possibility because there's infinite space. More on uh, asteroid uh, <laughs> deterrence is what the Space Force and all nations should be, like, focused on. It's like, hmm, what wiped out the first things that lived here on this planet? Dinosaurs and big-ass meteor. Big-ass <laughs> meteor. What was the reason for the increase of the temperature during the Ice Age? A meteor. It's like, you think that fucking, besides nuclear weapons, they think on planetary defense would be, like, highly on, like, the, they would have, like, just like this global community, like, we can all hate each other, but hey, look, we're going to put funds together to blow up asteroids if they come near us. You know, it should be, like, a whole global thing, because it, it don't matter where some of these asteroids would hit, it hit on our side of the planet or on the, the protect us, it would please. fucking devastate us. We get hit by something the size of fucking the Eiffel Tower or some shit. But uh, don't don't even look into Yellowstone either, everybody. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Y'all know about Yellowstone, though, right? About the vo- volcano that's supposed to have erupted yeah. like 500 years ago and hasn't. But uh, check out Thurkle's podcast at 5000w's.thurkle'spodcast.com on all major streaming platforms, Instagram, TikTok, uh you can check us out now on Amazon Music. Audible. <laughs> and wherever podcasts can be found. And thanks again, Alex, for joining us. And uh, Cleve, love you, bro. That's one small step for man. One, one giant leap for man. Yeah, don't worry about Yellowstone, but... Uh, Big shout out, big, big, big shout out to Alex for coming and joining us again, even though he's boarding uh, uh, the club gumbo, what's that say, uh, travesty? Travesty? <laughs> or no? Academy. No. Club gumbo discuto. What's it going on? People's Choice. Shout well, out to Fat Devoy. Uh, shout out to the Iceman, too, uh, going on tour, going on a lot of dates. Uh, I'll give you all a little bit of information uh, deeper into the podcast, but got to hit you all with another one. 
if Uranus is so disgusting, why on earth does NASA take so many photos of it? Uh, but before we dive into Uranus, the planet that's in our solar system, Alex, we had uh, kind of put him on the spot today because I hit him up. I was like, hey, man, what you doing? Uh, we got cold beer and we're going to set up at six. Let's record. And of course, you know how that goes. Nothing ever happens at six o'clock on the dot. It's always way later. But uh, Alex has got some uh, information about a planet within our solar system that is not Uranus, but uh, it is a planet that's close to the sun. Is it too close to the sun? Arguably, Joe. Uh, yeah, Joe hit me up like two hours before. And he's like, <laughs> hey, come do a podcast. Me and Khalif already got a planet picked out. I was like, well, I'm picking something inside our solar system. I picked Mercury. I'm sure Cleve knows a lot more about Mercury than I do. Yeah, but what do you have? Though? I'm, I'm more interested in hearing mm-hmm. what you know about Mercury. <laughs> Mercury is the smallest planet in our solar system now that Pluto got eliminated. I'm sad because of that, but continue. <laughs> what, someone blew up Pluto? Or they? Don't, oh no, they, that's right. They don't uh, consider Pluto don't a planet anymore. No huh? As a planet, when I was Man, growing sucks. up, I, I remember nine planets. So there's only eight planets now. There's only eight, uh, according to the people who um, eight planets. <laughs> Shout out Draconian overlords. <laughs> but uh, we, I'm sorry, Alex. We didn't mean to interrupt. It's all good, baby. To infinity is basically <laughs> what they were going for. Infinity and beyond. Yeah, to infinity <laughs> and beyond. Now that Pluto is not a planet, but I digress. <laughs> Mercury. What fascinating me about Mercury the most, though, is that Mercury is by far the closest to the sun. But it's not the hottest planet. Uh, Venus is the hottest planet, Venus right? is the hottest planet because it has an atmosphere. Right. Mercury has no atmosphere, so it goes from 800 degrees Fahrenheit to negative 290 around there degrees Fahrenheit between day and night. Jesus. Yeah, dramatic There changes. ain't no jacket that can help you with that. <laughs> no. But uh, one day on Mercury... Is like 58 days on Earth, I think. Wow. That's interesting. Okay, like is it because of the rotation of because the planet? Because, the, yeah, the, yeah, the rotation planet goes significantly faster around the sun. Like it only takes 88 days right, to, to get around, around the sun. Completely. But to one day, to Earth stands like 55 days comparatively. I feel like Mercury may have a... The beginning stages of a tidal lock with the sun before it's being devoured by the sun itself. The rotation is slowing down dramatically. So, what would be 58 days on Earth would be one day on Mercury because right. of the intensity of the sun and which the direction of the planet faces. I got you. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> but it, it takes 88 days for it to make a full rotation around the sun. Correct. And gravity is less there, even though it's closer to the sun. Right. It's 38% less. So if you weigh like 220 there, 220 here, you'd be like 80 pounds there. So you're less dense. Correct. Okay. 38% less. Mm-hmm. New Year's Revolution just moved to Mercury and lose instantly a lot of weight. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, but do you know we sent a satellite to Mercury? No, I didn't know. Yeah, we actually did. The uh, the Messenger of 2004. We sent it. Couldn't send it in a straight line because if we sent anything directly to Mercury, obviously it would be going way too fast, way too quick. We'd waste so much fuel just to slow it down. So what they had to do was enter into the Earth's atmosphere to slow it down using the gravitational pull, enter into Venus's atmosphere twice, and then enter it into its own atmosphere. Mercury's for three times to slow it down enough just to be able to observe Mercury. And it was in 2004. We sent it there. It made it there in 2008. It died. But yeah, we observed Mercury for four years. Damn. And we learned that it by far has the most craters than any other planet because it's getting tore up by meteors. Yeah, it has a lot of iron on Mercury iron ore and a lot of that magnetizes to build the surface of the planet in the early stages of I guess like when the planets like they change from a gas to a rock 
like whenever the gas solidified, like some gases solidify and other gases remain, like the gas giants like Jupiter and Saturn and Uranus is a gas giant as well, right? Yeah, it's a a massive gas giant. Yeah, it's a massive gas giant. Well, since you... As you, well as Neptune. Oh, yes. Neptune. Neptune was the first planet that we spoke about in our space adventures on the podcast. But uh, I got some interesting facts about Uranus. The gas and ice giant known as Uranus is a fascinating place. The seventh planet from our sun, Uranus is the third largest in the terms of size, the fourth largest in terms of mass, and one of the least dense objects in our solar system. (laughs) 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 No, I couldn't be getting this shit without you. Damn, man. (laughs) All right, Uranus is the coldest planet in our solar system. Even though... uh, is still much closer than Neptune, which is average distance is 4.5 billion kilometers from the sun. However, that doesn't prevent Uranus from being colder than Neptune, <laughs> whereas the former experiences an average temperature of 72K, which is negative 201 Celsius. Golly, far we- <laughs> reaching to degrees as cold as negative. What's that say? Negative 360 degrees Fahrenheit. 360 degrees. <laughs> Negative 360 degrees Fahrenheit on Uranus at some of its coldest temperatures possible. Could you even imagine Uranus getting that cold in the solar system? It's just, it's unimaginable that a planet can get that cold. With its density and size and magnitude as it floats around our universe as traveling consistently through space. But Uranus orbits the sun on its side. Allegedly, uh, Uranus got hit by an asteroid the size of an Eiffel Tower that knocked its axis lopsided. So it rotates differently than any other planet. It rotates at like if you take an egg and just roll it in your hands constantly like that, where other planets rotate on the north and uh, south yeah, pole north and south axis. on an axis on the tilt. Well, allegedly, Uranus got hit by such a big asteroid that it knocked it loose from its a- axis, and Uranus <laughs> has never floated like the rest of the it's planets ever the again. <laughs> ever the same again. A season on Uranus lasts one one long day, 42 years. It takes Uranus 40, 42 years to make one year, one continual cycle around the sun. Okay. You may need to reread there. We need to take a break. We'll be back. We're not helping. God damn. Okay. It, <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. It takes uh, Uranus at least one long day, which is 42 years to rotate the sun. Uh, Uranus is the second least dense planet in our solar system. Saturn beats it out. Yeah, Saturn. All right. Mercury is the second most dense. What a coincidence. Uh, Uranus has rings around it. I never. Yeah, it's a very thin ring, but you know there is some left after it being knocked around loose. When it comes to the ring system, uh, Saturn, of course, is the most famous in the solar system. But in addition to that, uh, colorful and far-reaching, they are uh, highly visible. One could be spotted using nothing more than a backyard telescope to see the beauty of the red ring around Uranus. And it's the second most dramatic set of rings in the solar system. And it's a glory to be sought to see the red rings around Uranus with a basic backyard telescope. You know, Uranus is a very interesting planet, and I'm glad that uh, y'all are here at the table and y'all want to listen about more about Uranus. The atmosphere on Uranus contains ice. Like, is it methane? Mostly. Uh, Compared to Jupiter and Uranus, uh, Neptune seems quite normal, but uh, when 
One looks at the swirling cloud and edginess that streams across the surface of Jupiter, Jupiter and Saturn. The violet and turbulent nature of their atmospheres is made clear. But on Uranus, contracts appear as light and uniform blue. But thanks to improvised instruments that can examine planets through wavelengths and flyby conducts conducted by Voyager 2 spacecraft, some significant things have been apparent on Uranus. Uranus has a powerful winds within its atmosphere that can reach up to 250 miles per hour and generate storm-like giant red spots on the planet. And the cloud patterns that differ between the hemispheres, some of which can last mere hours, where others can last persistently for years or decades. But perhaps the most interesting thing about Uranus is its ices in Uranus's atmosphere. The third most abundant component in Uranus's atmosphere is methane, yep. which is <laughs> what accounts for Uranus's uh, aquatic mere color, which is trace amounts of hydrocarbons uh, such as ethane, acethane, methylacethane, and diacethane all which are believed to be the result of methane interacting with the solar ultraviolet radiations in Uranus's atmosphere. If there was life on Uranus, the tit or the color of the skin would be red because it absorbs the red light whenever the light enters the atmosphere. The methane reflects it, which gives like the bluish-greenish glow that, you know, displays as most would find in the pictures. It's pretty interesting. Like it's uh, it's a gas giant. And uh, <laughs> I got a picture to show y'all at the table. You see yeah, how sideways. they say how it's like sideways. The axis is like east west. So, uh, did you know Uranus has twenty seven moons? Like all of the giant uh, planets, Uranus is shared uh, shared of moons. At present, astronomers have confirmed the existence of twenty seven natural satellites i'm guessing they're called satellites moons but for the most part these are moons are uh, small and irregular and some people believe they're asteroids that believe to hit them and just revolve around it now yeah all these what planet has the most moons do you know please i want to say it's jupiter Jupiter, like respectively, I think it's Jupiter. Like has just because like it's the largest, seven or sixty-three moons, something like that. It's over, like it's yeah. I think it is 50. Jupiter. Yeah, they have like over sixty plus moons. That's crazy. Uh, Uranus was the first planet discovered in the modern age. No, uh, disco- it was visible by the naked eye as well. <laughs> uh, Sixteen ninety by John Flamstein, who thought it was a star. In the constellation, but until Sir William, uh, hit, hold up, my phone went blank, made uh, his observations in 1781, astronomers finally realized it was a planet. So in eight, uh, 1690, they decided to label this planet the first one in the modern age, ass. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like the first planet that they discovered, they're like, let's name it, uh, Kulo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ass. <laughs> Uranus. Uranus. Like, like yeah. they couldn't come up with something else. Like there was no other names on the table back then. They could have just slung out there to name this fucking planet. And that's what they went with. Is it a Greek or a Latin word? I don't know. It has I'm to not be. too sure. I, I would go with Think, Greek probably. Yeah, it's probably Greek. It's probably Greek. So do you know there's been movies made about Uranus? <laughs> In uh, 1962, there was a movie called Journey to the Seventh Planet, made about Uranus. And then there's a movie called Uranus, made in 1990. And then the uh, the Uranus experiments in 1999. I I ain't never watched that one, but I had to put that on the list to got to get on to. yeah, Private, uh, <laughs> yeah, from Sky Heaven. Oh no, my bad. No, that that's fine. I was just gonna say about Private Black Label Seven, the Uranus Experiment Part Two. That's in nineteen ninety-two too. <laughs> just saying. 
I know we've uh, thrown a lot of facts out there about planets, but before I exit my planet topic of Uranus, I want to leave it with one joke for uh, all the listeners. And if y'all ain't checked Third Coast out and y'all have made it this deep into the episode, make sure you check us out on all streaming platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Amazon Music, Facebook, Instagram, and got something sweet and special for y'all. You <laughs> you had better get on your phone and warn NASA that there's only going to be seven planets left after I annihilate Uranus. <laughs> And shout out China. China did not like that joke. <laughs> she didn't think it was funny at all. She's like, you shouldn't say that on the show. And I was like, I'm totally going to say that on the show. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's going to, it's got to happen. I do got some uh, crazy things about space. There are more stars in the universe than grains of sand on the earth. One day on Venus is longer than one year on the earth. There are actually planets that are made of diamonds. There's uh, one called 55. They call it Super Earth, but it's uh, a.k.a. 55 Cancri. C-A-N-C-R-I-E. is most likely covered in granite and diamonds. So that's pretty cool. But uh, I don't know. It's been... uh, trip into outer space and uh, all over the place, but we always appreciate everybody traveling with us on this bumpy road that uh, traveled us to Uranus. Uh, which planet was that again, Cleve? B5134. <laughs> it's a weird number, oh, that, super that, giant planet. The the planet I chose? Yeah. Oh, hang on. And then we had, of course, uh, a neighboring planet, Mercury. Mercury. And Mercury is uh, the closest planet to the sun, or no? Mercury it's, it's, is the closest planet to the sun. But yeah, HD, yeah, HD, eighteen ninety seven thirty three B. Shit, yeah. But this has been—I think my grandpa went there. <laughs> but it's been nice traveling in outer space. So let's travel back into. Uh, let's see if we can crash land back in uh, Oakdale. What's that? Seven one four six three. Space ain't worse than jet lag, I can tell y'all that, listeners, for the small moments, at least. But we do have featured music coming up at the end of the episode, and yeah, how you doing, Cleve? Doing all right, just uh, yeah, just big chilling on the set, not too much of, uh, how about you? Oh, good, Alex? I'm doing great, I'm happy to be here, thank y'all for having me, I really appreciate it. So I love it every time I'm on. What's this? Your third episode now? This number three. Uh, shit, yeah. And uh, we always appreciate you coming through. And uh, I'm sorry for putting you on short notice again, as usual. My bad. But uh, yeah, shit, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Alex Johnson. On the scene. The man, the myth, the legend. The baby maker. (laughs) 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 Welcome to the club. uh, Spreading the seeds. But uh, we'll be right back with some words of wisdom. We're going to take a short five and... Park or whatever and um, hang out there. And just so it was pretty interesting, though. It's like a lot of sightseeing, just everything from riding like the shuttle bus, like riding the light rail. Stepsister will get off and then she'll pick us up and we'll go and do like that. So... So, but how do you think being that age, seeing that group of people, being that environment, how would that compare to being in Louisiana? With Louisiana, places like New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, like Lake Charles, I would go as far as to say Alexandria, like places where there's like a populated density of over 20,000 people, there's a potential, it's a small potential compared to like places like Houston and Denver 
in Miami, like where there's like probably like 50,000 to 100,000 plus people in a concentrated area at one time. But for Louisiana, I feel that um, a lot of it is just like if it's a lot that plays into the dynamic because what they're what they have to offer here isn't kid friendly like it's mostly it's bars mostly it's like places where you shoot pool or you know parking open yeah shout shout out to uh shout out to the big redneck going down the road right now big applause (laughs) we all know why y'all are laughing too (laughs) them pipes are loud for a reason gotta love it in the lab man hold up hold up uh this is going to be a treasure for all the listeners out there. Cleve, let the listeners hear your redneck voice. Do, do your redneck <laughs> voice for us. No, I haven't heard bit, it. It's a bit on the spot right now. I haven't right. heard this. Please do so. Uh, give me like five minutes and I. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cleve has got a spot on the funniest redneck voice of all Hell time. Nah, man, I'm not trying to build a, a, a base around. <laughs> 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 was that off air content? I shouldn't. I, I wouldn't shouldn't know where to. I wouldn't know where to begin with that. Honestly, um, uh, you know where to begin. You just don't know where to uh, like. What's that? Uh, need, be appropriate. Like, to I need begin? the appropriate. Yeah, I need the appropriate response to that. So uh, it's it's a bit on the spot. I, I wasn't prepared <laughs> to I'm break not that one. Say out. what I just thought <laughs> at, at all. At at all. <laughs> we'll be right back. So I do have a little bit of bring down the vibe. I know we've been laughing and joking and shout out to all the planets in our solar system and the exoplanets that are not in our solar system. And as we hurl through space, time, and everything is like a bawling death through time and existence. But let's slow down and represent and give some love to a guy that has, was influential in my life because I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. And the drummer from Earth, Wind, and Fire, Freddie White, died. And, of course, he was a part of one of the most influential and uh, groundbreaking bands in American culture in the last, what, 100, 200 years since it existed. But uh, I don't know. It just it seems weird. You know, a lot of people tie, like, Illuminati and people have sold their souls to get like these great skills, but it just sucks when you hear like, when you see someone's like, man, this is a great song, but the person that made the song ain't there no more. I don't know. It's weird to me anyway. I feel horrible, Joe, but I don't know who you are talking about. The, the drummer from earth, wind and fire passed away. His name is Fred white. Not Fred. Oh, RIP Fred. Yeah, R.I.P. Fred, yeah, he was a musician in the 70s. He um, had a big impact on that era of music when it comes to disco, funk. I guess you could say aphrodisiac, but it had a lot of unique music and just, you know, with the passing of this member, our condolences. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say something, but hope is great on that other side. I know we've been all over the place and we've been uh, out of the stratosphere and now we're back on Earth. But uh, hey, Khalif, what's up with our Artist of the Week this week? Okay, so uh, shout out to Angelina Bazaar to read, to start off with the bio. Amazing, the song I love for you guys to feature is my newest single, Ghost of You. Angelina Bazaar, an underground indie pop artist from Kansas City, Missouri, is making waves with her new single, Ghost of You. After going through a life-changing breakup, she found out, well, she found she just couldn't escape her thoughts about her ex. In the song, she expresses how the memories of her ex followed her around like a ghost and how her day-to-day life. This captivating song includes a dreamy, distorted vocal drop and catchy synth melodies. This is definitely the type of breakup bop any indie pop fan could fall in love with. All right, shout out to Angelina and, you know, fuck you to her ex. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck that guy. But 
at the same time, because of that guy, you know, he kind of inspired something for for all of us to listen to shortly after this. I guess that's a good uh, time to dive right into words of wisdom and uh, end this debauchery that we've <laughs> attempted this afternoon for uh, episode 179 uh, featuring Alex. And uh, I don't know, my words of wisdom is, damn, that song's got me wanting to say some fuck you shit about an ex or something, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, when, when you know, that thought of, like, fuck you rises upon you and you look at all the negative shit that maybe someone done to you, sometimes it's better just to let it wash away is because sometimes you can't heal that. I mean, someone's always going to do wrong to you, no matter if it's someone shorting you five cents or uh, someone completely breaking you down to your uttermost weakness spot of your being. And anybody and everybody can do that, but the ability to just strive on and just try to be a better person every day is what you should do. Don't worry about people trying to break you down because the world and everybody, that's what this is designed for is to break you down. Just keep on doing what you got to do and the world will reward you in the ways you need to do. Keep a good positive attitude. Smile at all the haters because... Everybody can be a hater, but not everybody can be positive. Right. Yeah, to kind of, not going to say piggyback off of it, but yeah, like that kind of fucky sense when it comes to the exes. Um, a lot of that, I guess, like to, you know, reflection is a, I guess my words of wisdom would simply to say, you know, be true to yourself. You know, it's like a lot of the times, like whenever we look at ourselves, Sometimes people have the tendency to like blame others for their for their issues or their problems because of what is occurring in their life is a reflection of theirs because of their association to you. But that's not to be misunderstood with the connotation that we each as individuals have our own lives to manage, to tend to, to you know, to maintain and upkeep. Most of us have children involved in this, so we have families that primarily the parents know it's unspoken that it's no it's no longer about them, it's about the kids. So, you know, when it comes to priorities, when it comes to responsibilities and making choices, you know, is to allocate the things that are to go in place first, you know, because all of the haters and everything else that comes secondary is second to none when it comes to, you know, the main focus. Just remain focused and never distracted. Alex, uh, do you? Well, that's hard to follow up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, don't even focus on anybody. You make your own destiny. Don't adapt to anybody's previous thought about you. If they're thinking about you, they're thinking how they can defeat you. Then you already beat them because you're your own person. Overcome them. You've already succeeded. We already won this game if they're thinking about us and how to defeat us. That's the game over. I love y'all. <laughs> love you too, bro. <laughs> love you too. Hey, for uh, y'all, make sure y'all stick around to listen to hold up, the Ghost of You, but uh, for Third Coast Podcast, I'm Joe. What it do, Gators? Sitting here with Cleve. What's up, y'all? It's Cleve and our guest. Alex. Alex Johnson, baby. Alex Johnson. (laughs) 